that light of Christ that is inside you does more than just glorify the father. The light of Christ that is inside you exposes sin. And the reality is the reason why a lot of your friends leave after you've become a Christian and decided to follow Christ is because that light is exposing sin. And nobody with a sinful nature, even yourself, likes to be exposed. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, all over the world. Good morning. It is Monday here on Church Boy Confessions. He will direct your path. So what's there to fear again? Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning. Thank you so much for tuning in once again to the Church Boy Confessions podcast. I'm your host, Emmanuel Heke. Um, God bless you all, man. I really appreciate you guys tuning in once again. It means everything to me. Um, yeah, man. Um, I love this community. This community is growing. This community is, you know, by God's grace, we're going to become more and more fruitful. Um, today, I have, a, I have a great topic that I think has been affecting a lot of us. Um, it's something that I've kept, uh, I, kept, I keep on hearing about from my fellow Christians, my age mates. And that topic is going to be loneliness. Before we get into that, of course, I think the first thing I need to say, even before we get into announcements, um, the first thing I want to say is, you know, a lot of us, we see everything that's going on with uh, Russia and everything. And, you know, this is being recorded on Saturday. I don't even know what's going to happen between Saturday and Monday. But I, I really do hope that this is something that is a part of your prayer points um, and that you continue to even ask God to, you know, what I'm asking God is how how are we supposed to act how are we supposed to carry on you know um, I'm not even in the space where it's like you know finding a nonprofit to to donate to right now I still have to do more research because you know a lot of people I mean I don't have to get into how like you know a lot of places you send your money can be misused and stuff like that but um, hopefully by next week I'll I'll do like more thorough research on you know different places that maybe we can donate or whatever it might be but continue to pray to God you know that he he brings an end to it and then also how we ought to as a community as individuals um, lend some type of aid to people who who need it man um, so yeah definitely have that in your in your prayers definitely um, yeah um, second off you know uh, we have announcements all right so like i've been announcing for the past couple of weeks um on next monday next monday a week from today or well, a week from monday right uh march 7th we are going to be having our bible study thanks for everybody that has signed up already it's going to be an amazing time i can already tell um so yeah you can still sign up if you go to our uh our instagram or you go to our tiktok and if you go to the link in our bio um you're going to be able to sign up right there it's like a google form Give us your email, give us your name, and give us any topic that you possibly want us to talk about in the future. Um, and from the list of e emails, we're going to send out the link to the Google Meets, and we're going to, you know, you're going to be able to sign in 5.30 p.m. Pacific time on March 7th, which is a Monday. And I'm so excited for that. Um, in preparation for that, um, in preparation for that Bible study, I would like you guys, let's, let's do some homework. I would like you guys to read Romans chapter 5 through 8. Romans chapter 5 six seven and eight um and i think that that's just gonna pre-prepare you or prepare you pre prepare is already pre it's gonna prepare you for the um discussion that we're gonna have so um yeah romans chapter five through eight um what i'm what i'm saying what i'm thinking is that we're going to be talking about um what the life of a christian is supposed to look like 
a lot of people don't really understand like is it about grace or is it about following the law you know what role does the law play on how we're supposed to live today and so on and you know this is something that this is one of the first things i learned in seminary school and even if you think you know what you're talking about when it comes to this stuff that refresher that establishment of the basics i think is what i want our first bible study to be and moving on of course we'll diversify the things that we talk about and i'm very excited for that but i'm thinking this first bible study is going to be a, a conversation on grace um, our relationship to the law and yeah what what the life of a christian should look like so that is the spiel that that is that is the announcements those are the things i needed to get out of the way before i began this episode so let's begin this episode um loneliness is what we are talking about today like i said this is something that i have seen so much in um in our you know discourse you know our christian discourse there's so many lonely christians out there you know um i'm blessed you know because i was raised in a christian household you know, growing up, me, my cousins, my friends, we were Christians. Well, my cousins, we were Christians. We, our, our parents were all friends and had a lot of kids. I have a lot of cousins. We're, we're Christians, right? So I still have those brothers in Christ that I've had throughout my entire life, you know? But that's not the case for everybody. You know, some of you guys, you guys didn't become a Christian until you were in your teenage years, right? You lived an entire life of gaining all of these friends that were more friends with the world than anything, um, and then you came to know Christ and those friends are now gone. You know what I'm saying? Like loneliness is something that's real. You know, a couple of weeks ago, I talked about how everybody wants to be in these relations, these romantic relationships, and we have to check our motives for even being in a romantic relationship. We have to mature ourselves for even being in a romantic relationship. There's a lot of us that are lonely today. And we think the remedy to being lonely is by getting into a romantic relationship. I personally don't believe that that should be the sole reason why you want to get into a relationship that I've said that before and I'll say it again. But loneliness is something that we still need to learn how to deal with, still need to learn how to cope with. And I hope that this episode can help people who have been feeling lonely. There are many reasons why people feel lonely and I can highlight three. Right. Um, well, of course, three that have to do with God. <laughs> The first one is that, like I explained, you became a Christian or maybe you were a Christian, but you you got more serious with your faith at a later age. So you've accumulated all these worldly friends and now you've you've became a Christian. You choose to follow Christ and, you know, your friends left other people. God has cut people out of your life very intentionally. And a third reason is that God has isolated you. Not necessarily cut people out of your life, but for a season, he has you in a season of isolation, which I believe, which I know exists because I have witnessed it. I have been in my season of isolation before. And when I first was writing out this episode, I wanted to touch on all three of these topics in one episode. And when I started to talk about the first one, I realized that this is not, unless you want to sit down here for two hours, it's not possible to fit this all into one episode. And I, I think that that would even take away from, you know, the focus that needs to go into each episode. I'm mean, each reason as to why we are lonely and, you know, when it's pertaining to our relationship with God and how to cope with it. So today I'm just going to focus on the first one. I'm going to be talking to the people who have become Christian or you took your started to take your faith more seriously and you saw that your friends turned their back backs on you. You saw that your friends left you. You are very lonely. You do not have friends like you used to. You know what I'm saying? Maybe you eat by yourself. All the time, you have nobody to call and say, hey, 
what's up with this what's up with that you have nobody to make plots with because all the plots of the people you used to hang out with are very ungodly you know that's not things you're supposed to be doing loneliness loneliness has been a problem for you i'm start off by saying this you know i think many of us feel lonely because the reality is this you know majority of everything that society communicates is that christianity is not cool we are not cool people right First of all, people don't agree with a lot of our beliefs, so they might not want to be around this. But furthermore, we're just not cool. Like, we're not like the hip people. I mean, we could be hip. Maverick City music is pretty hip. You know what I'm saying? I think I'm pretty hip. But it's like, you know, there's there's a separation. There's a line that we don't typically cross. It's hard for us to mix with the world, and that makes a lot of people that are of the world quite uncomfortable. And, and let me get this straight. You know, sometimes it's just a matter of, our personality has changed because many people's personalities do change when they become a Christian, and rightfully so. Maybe you were the loud, confrontational human being. I was always ready to fight. And you rode with people who were ready to fight, too, and they loved that about you. But now you became a Christian, and you decided to become a pacifist, and you started to be more timid and more gentle, right? And now people are like, ugh, she not about that no more, or he not about that no more. And, you know, it's just personality difference. And it's like, all right, well, you can't really roll with this anymore. Sometimes it can be just as simple as that, you know, it doesn't have to be a deeper meaning, but I would say that a lot of the times it is a deeper meaning. It's a meaning that's more spiritual than it is physical. In my life, like I said, I, I grew up around Christians, right? I've been a Christian, well, I haven't been a Christian my whole life. I gave my life to Christ when I, uh, in 2014, but I grew up in a Christian household, right? Um... And I make that difference because you do have to give life, you know, your life to Christ yourself, right? But, um, yeah, I grew up in a Christian household. I had my cousins around me and everything. Um, so I, I and, and even my friends that are non-believers, um, they haven't turned their backs on me. Like, my boys are really, you know, have always, have always really been there for me, even, even the ones that don't believe. Um, but there have been some people in my life where I wanted to get closer to them and, it was kind of like weird. And what they told me, these are things that they told me or they told people around me. They said they would use this phrase, he's too holy for me. I've heard that too many times in my life. And for a long time, I really hated that. And I'm not going to lie, even sometimes today, I really don't like that. He's too holy for me. And because of this ostracization, woo, that's a big word, ostracization that we feel from the world, a lot of us get frustrated with carrying the identity of being a christian we hate when people say you're too holy we hate when people say oh no you're not gonna understand this joke we hate when people say oh shh be quiet this person is coming uh change the subject well we hate that we hate we hate when we stop getting invited to outings even though we probably wouldn't have gone and we of course hate when friends start to not hit us up all together man sucks and we want to know why this happens. You want to know why it happens? I mean, you know, you've heard the reason why it happens a million times. It's supposed to be the light that's in you and they don't they don't like your light. But before I get to that, we are going to get to that. That is a fact. That is true. That is scripture. That is biblically supported and all that. I'm going to get to that before the end of this episode. But the Bible says before you take the speck out of your brother's eye, take the log out of your own. And the reason why you can be lonely today and when you became a Christian and all these friends seem to have turned their back on you, one of the reasons why that can very well be happening is because you are a judgmental human being. 
we are going to take the log out of our eye before we try to take the speck out of anybody else's eye. That's how we're going to do this episode. Because I can't sit back and act like I have not seen many Christians. That'll be on, what was it, TikTok or, or what is it, Instagram or in person. That once they come to know Christ and they stop doing the things, you know, you know, a lot of people, when they come to know Christ at first, they're very, very excited, which is amazing. Right. But my, 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 my dad and my uncle will say zeal without knowledge is a very bad thing. You have this zeal, but you don't have that knowledge, that basic fundamental knowledge. And you start to think that I am saved because of my works. Because when you stop doing the things that you once did before, it starts to go to your head and you start to think that you are morally superior to everybody else. You start to forget that it is by grace that you are saved. I've seen it many times. You're very excited. Oh, I'm a Christian. Oh, my gosh. God delivered me from this sinful addiction, that sinful addiction. Everybody that's in this sinful addiction is because they're sinners and I'm not anymore. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 is a very humbling, 8 and 9 is a very humbling passage. And I'm going to read it. It says, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves. It is a gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. We are saved by grace through faith. That's what the word of God says. And it doesn't just stop there. It says that even the very faith that you have to believe that Jesus Christ is your Lord is a gift from God. Hmm. No one can boast. No one can boast. Where's the room to boast? But sometimes when we first become Christians, when we first enter into this kingdom, this eternal kingdom and have eternal life, we, it gets to our heads and we think that the reason why everybody else doesn't have it is because I'm better than them. Because they're just sinners and oh, they're, just, they're just whatever. And we, and we start to even, we, we start to think that we are better and of more worth than them. When we lose sight of the fact that it is by grace that we are saved through faith and that faith comes from God. We start to think of ourselves as morally superior to other people. And the reason why you're lonely today is because your friends left you and your friends left you because nobody wants to be friends with a prideful jerk. I know. That sounds very harsh. But it's the truth. And the reason why I feel like I have to be harsh in my language to address this truth is because this truth is the difference between whether someone lives eternity in heaven with God or New Jerusalem and somebody alienating themselves from Christ and living in hell. Because Galatians chapter 5 verse 4 says this, you who are trying to, to be justified by the law have been alienated from Christ. You have fallen from grace. There are many people, right, who became Christians back in these days, right? You know, talking about Bible days, I believe this is in Galatians, but I don't want to misquote, so I'm just going to say it, you know, without rooting it in a specific place in Scripture. Um, but there are people, it's probably in Galatians 5, sorry, but there are people who became Christians, right? Um, and Apostle Paul was talking about how, you know, these people, you know, they started to say that, hey, we're circumcised and everybody else, these Gentiles are not circumcised. So before, you know, yeah, we're all Christian, but for you to be a real Christian, you need to be circumcised. And Apostle Paul was very upset with this because these there are these group of people who thought that they're more justified 
They were justified for being circumcised while everyone else who wasn't circumcised, even though they believe in Jesus Christ, they're not actually saved because they haven't followed the law of the old covenant. And what this highlighted was that these people thought that they were justified because of their circumcision. They thought that they were justified because they were following all the laws of Moses. And that completely misses the points of the fact that we need Jesus in order to be saved. So when we are tricked into thinking that it is by our righteousness and it is by our works that we are able to have a relationship with God and access eternal life, we are alienating ourselves from Christ because we're essentially saying that we don't need Jesus to get to God. We don't need Jesus to get to the Father. We just need our good works. And remember, I said we are not saved by our good works. We are saved unto our good works. Save good works is evidence of your save of, of the fact that you are saved. It's not how you become saved. We start to develop an us versus them mentality. And we start to judge the people who, who are unbelievers in darkness. And we start to think to ourselves that we have this standing because we are righteous and they are not. Um, Poetry Jam. Um, one of the performers name is Lucio. And he talked about this. And I'm going to give way to this clip to play. It's his piece. It's called Just Like Them. And I just had to add it on to this episode. So for the next couple of minutes, listen to this. The poem is called Just Like Them. And I wrote this poem um, was at a place where I was being prideful. I was being fake. I was coming to church, and I had my saved hat on on Sundays and Fridays. But for the rest of the week, I, was, I had my unsaved hat on. And then I started living worldly. And yeah, just like them. I never thought I would end up just like them. You know. Those people on the corner high out of their mind. And my prideful self disregarding that they're still part of this mankind, no. Instead of caring for them, I would condemn people just like them. I didn't know their names, so what they did is how they would be defined. Tweaker, druggy, addict. Always on the corner asking for money. What's funny is when I gave them food, they would refuse. Why well, give them money so they can misuse? God's grace is sufficient. I understand that. But those type of people that abuse the love of God, no, they won't make it to the pearling gates. As a matter of fact, people like them, hell awaits. And as I said that, I can feel my heart harden. Like the dead roses of a garden, I forgot how I was pardoned from my own wicked ways. My heart for the lost began to decrease and my pride began to increase. Every time I saw La Soul on the corner, I wouldn't even bother to say hello. I would put a border of disgust between me and them, which would stem from the root of my own insecurities. I forgot what God had done in my life. A pill-popping 13-year-old who was conformed by the patterns of this world, heading into a fate of an underworld called hell because I refused to dwell in the thought of a just God. Forgetting that at such a young age, I was just like them. Now I was on the corner talking to myself, never feeling the peer pressure towards myself. It was always something that I wanted to do. Stealing family medications to get high, I removed the morals my grandparents taught me as a boy, then implying the lie that this was normal. And I knew what I was doing would destroy me from the inside and out. But I loved the feeling. 
I was just like them. Not having a single ounce of hope, I got tired of my bondage with dope. And then, I, and one day I get saved. Lord, hey, thank you, hallelujah. But now my drug addiction is my hidden pleasure. After church on Fridays, I would go home to ease myself from all the stress. And I know James 5 says to confess your sins to one another, but what if my brother in Christ seems to be perfect? So I just played the part. I was doing good. I mean, I'm just chilling, minding my business, you know. Then one day, I took more than what I can handle. And I fell harder than a plane crash in a battle. I remember being in my room, staring at the ceiling with the voices going on in my head. There was one distinct voice I remember telling me. I was just like them. And as I laid there feeling defeated, I learned that his power works best in my weakness, and he gives strength to the powerless. I have empowerment to resist my vices. The heaviest of my conviction, I had to face reality. At 20 years old, I had a seven-year drug addiction. How can I not be just like them? That was a day I fully surrendered. I rendered from the pit I was in. I began to submit to what the Holy Spirit wanted to do in my life. I'm not a better person. No, God had a better purpose. I think the word said, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation is here. The old has passed and the new has begun. It was by faith alone, not of my works, that I am a son of God. So now I'm sitting here today. I'm standing here today. A living testimony that my three and a half years sobriety that I wanted for seven years is a representation that only God can do. So for the person that is reading this, there is a way out. You are pursued by a God that wants to call you his own. You are loved. That's it. So. A lot of us are lonely. Let's get back on this lonely, this lonely topic. A lot of us are lonely. And a lot of us can very well be lonely because others have seen the pride in us after thinking that we've been justified by our own works and decided to go away because we're prideful and we become jerks. So in this time of loneliness, I pray that you help God to remove the log from your eye. I'm sorry, I avoided that wrong. I pray that you pray to God to help remove the log, the log from your eye. And I also pray... Um, that in this time you grow in intimacy and you learn that God, that you are a product of God's grace and love, not your own works. But friends, of course, don't always just leave because we are prideful. Some of us, we became Christians and we became less judgmental. Some of us, we became Christians. We're not judgmental. And, and you know, you know what I'm saying? A lot. Of, well, actually, people don't really know. But this is let me just say, this is not the story for everyone that you become Christian. You automatically become judgmental. That's ridiculous. All right. So let's get to the other reasons why friends start to leave whenever we become Christians and how we ought to cope with this loneliness. Um, so it's important to know something, guys. Something happens when you give your life to Christ. Right. And I've talked about it many times. We receive the Holy Spirit. The Bible says in John 14, 23, that. Those that keep Jesus said this, those that keep his commandments, the father and him will make their home with this person. Hmm. Interesting, right? So I want to I want you to understand something. 
When you become a Christian, there is a light. The light of God starts to shine in your life. And what I need you to understand is that when friends turn around, turn away from you, when friends turn away from you after you become a Christian, it's not that they're turning away from you. It's that they're turning away from the light that is in you. When you become a Christian and receive the Holy Spirit, when you become a Christian and you're keeping the commandments and the Father and the Son make their home with you, God's light shines in you and through you. Matthew 5 verse 16 says, In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good work, good deeds, and glorify your Father in heaven. This light that shines in the believer is what God uses for others to see him and know him and glorify him. But that does not mean that everybody that sees this light in us is going to want to know God. Some people, they see that light and they run in the other direction. Just because they see the light of God does not mean that they accept it, does not mean that they agree with it, doesn't mean that they want it. John chapter 3 verse 19. It says, this is the verdict. Light has come into the world, but people loved darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. Everyone who does evil hates the lights and will not come into the light for fear that their deeds will be exposed. There's something that I need every child of God to understand is that when you accepted Jesus Christ into your life, his light was placed inside of you with the purpose of showing other people who he is that they might know him. But get this. That light of Christ that is inside you does more than just glorify the Father. The light of Christ that is inside you exposes sin. And the reality is, the reason why a lot of your friends leave after you've become a Christian and decided to follow Christ is because that light is exposing sin. And nobody with a sinful nature, even yourself, likes to be exposed. Just like Adam and Eve. Right when they opened their eyes, what did they notice? That the fact that they were naked and they were ashamed of that. So what did they do? They went to go and cover it up. This is what we do. First of all, they hid from God and then they want to go cover themselves up. And the reality is this. It is very much easier to hide in the darkness than it is to hide in the light. Don't take it personal. Those friends didn't leave you because they didn't like you. Those friends left you because, man, they're just not ready to step into that light. And sometimes it's because they don't understand what the grace of God is this is not the time for you to take things personal it's not the time for you to talk down on your friends that left it's not the time for you to hate them it's not the time for you to spread rumors and gossip about them this is the time for you to pray for them this is the time for you to pray that any blindness over their eyes be wiped out and any hardness of their heart be softened. This is the time for you to tell them about the grace of God and show them that the grace of God is available to them. Hmm. 
This is your time to show them that the reason why you can carry the light of Christ is because of the grace of Christ, not because of your works. And then, you know, this is why you realize why we, the first thing we talked about was being judgmental, because this is what being a judgmental Christian communicates. It is not call people to the light. And by judgmental, I'm thinking that I'm saying that you think you are morally superior. You think you're better than other people. You're prideful. And all you do is condemn, 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 condemn. I'm going to tell you why this doesn't bring people to the light. I'm telling you, the light automatically intimidates our sin because we don't like to expose our sin. It is our sinful nature. We don't like to be exposed to the light. We don't like to we don't like to to come to the realization that the things that we are doing, the things that we love so much are actually wrong and they are terrible. So what happens is people run from the light because they think that, and this is what we communicate, is that they have to get right. They have to change their behavior. They have to, uh, you know what I'm saying? They have to, to, to conquer all of their sin before they can come to the light. That's what we communicate to them when we are judgmental and we make it seem that we are the ones that are justified by our works. When we don't tell people about the grace of God, they're going to run even further and faster from that light. You know, Kendra did an episode where she was talking about secular music. It was an amazing episode. The most convicting episode I've ever had that I've ever uh, watched from Kendra. And there are a lot of people in the in the comments that were saying, I, I cannot do that. You know, I'm not, not in the YouTube comments, like on social media. And they're saying, I can't do that. No, I can't do that. I just can't do it. And but that and that's the same mentality that a lot of our friends might have when they see the light shine in us. They say, oh, there's no way that I can do that. Oh, you don't drink. Oh, I can't do that. Oh, you don't smoke. Oh, I can't do that. Oh, you don't watch porn. Oh, I can't do that. And their mentality is in order for me to have that light is I have to do A, B and C. I have to quit A, B and C. But what they don't know and what we need to communicate to them is that it is by the grace of God that we are here today and we are able to be who we are. We are who we are by the grace of God. It's not the fact that we are the ones that just figured it out how to stop sinning. So now God loves us. No, it's the fact that God sent his only begotten son to free us from the bondage, free us from captivity of sin. Because of the grace that he has, because of the love that he has, Jesus washed away our sins. And that's why we can partake in the light. That's why we can have the light. And when we communicate these things to other people, then they could start to understand, wow, OK, so it's not a matter of me just focusing on never sinning again. It's a matter of focusing on drawing closer to the father through Christ. And he is the one. The Holy Spirit is the one that comes in. And influences me to walk in the way of the Lord, walk in the way of the spirit. Jesus is the one that washes away my sins so I no longer have to be ashamed. My goodness. <laughs> Man. There are people today that are dying because they don't know about God's grace, I tell you. I've seen it. I've seen it with my own eyes. Man. Whew. There's um there's a lot of us, you know, we'll start to hide that light. 
You know, that's what we'll do. We'll start to hide that light. Because we're so tired of being lonely. We completely forget about the fact that we're living a life to glorify God and we're living a life to stand as a testament of his goodness and of his blessings and of his grace. Instead, we have these conversations with non-believers and we tell them that, oh, yeah, no, no, I, I don't agree that that's a sin either. Yeah, no, yeah, Christians are tripping. You know, there's some, I've seen some, I've seen some, uh, you know, accounts and TikTokers, as they, they're, they're Christian or they say that they're Christian. And their entire account is literally dedicated to making jokes and bashing the church. That's that's their account. Bash the church, make jokes about the church. Because they think that it's an on-ramp to telling somebody about Christ. Or they think that it's some type of like, I'm not like the rest of the Christians. I'm like you. And that's the problem. We compromise. Or this is the one that got me. For me, it was, uh, these are the days of your youth. You can't let the youth years pass you by. You got to have stories to tell, right? You can't let all these years pass you by. Have fun. You're young. That thinking right there definitely got me multiple times. <laughs> I ain't going to hold you. And every time we compromise, right? Every time we decide to fall into the peer pressure and be like the world, um, we are dimming our light more and more and more and more. Matthew chapter 5, let's start at verse 11. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Because of me, not because you, you, you be doing things that are messed up to other people. Because of Christ in you. Verse 12. Rejoice and be glad because great is your reward in heaven, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out excuse me, and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand that it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. The light that God has in you is meant to be displayed, ladies and gentlemen. Hmm. The light that you have in you is God issuing opportunities, more and more opportunities to people to get to know him. But when we are so caught up with being lonely, oh, man. Sometimes you just want to get rid of that light, man, so we can fit in. Sometimes we want to get rid of that light so we can get our friends back. I've talked about why we are lonely, but I've only mildly talked about how to cope with loneliness. And, you know, I'm going to give you a verse. And I pray that this verse be able to communicate what it might be even hard for me to communicate. I pray that this verse translate into solutions for you. Diverse solutions. Real solutions that God will bless you with. And the verse is Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 3. God is talking to the children of Israel. It says, he humbled you, caused you to hunger, and then feeding you with manna, which neither you nor your ancestors had known. To teach you 
that man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. Hmm. A lot of us are lonely and we think that we need a girlfriend, think that we need a boyfriend. A lot of us are lonely and we think that we need our worldly friends back. I'm going to say this. Imagine what you think you need right now. Imagine it right now. Imagine what you think you need. And I'm going to tell you this. If you lack that thing and you know that you lack that thing because of God, then you don't need that thing. When I hear that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God shall man live. When I hear that word, what it communicates to me is that the things that we think we need, but we do not have because of our relationship with God is something that we never needed, or maybe not never needed, but something that we do not need. Jesus used his same passage when he was fasting in his time in the wilderness. And the devil came and tempted him. He said, take this, you are the son of God, aren't you? Turn the stone into bread and eat. You're hungry. And Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth shall man live. We think we need this. We think we need that in order to survive, in order to continue. And I'm telling you that if God knows that that's what you need today, then he will supply it for you. I forgot the verse. I didn't even plan to say this, but there's this verse where he says that a son can ask his dad for a fish. Is the dad going to give him a snake? You who are evil, you can know how to give good gifts, but you don't think your father in heaven knows how to give good gifts? We're talking about the person that said, take no thought of your life, but seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all, this, all these things shall be added unto you. You think he can't give you friends? You think he, you can't, he can't give you godly friends? What I'm telling you is this. That those friends you think you need, those relationships you think you need that you don't have and you know it's because of God, then you don't need them. Because man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of the Lord shall man live. Man shall not live by, by, by girlfriends and boyfriends alone. Man shall not live by worldly friendships alone. If in this season God has you to be alone, then stop worrying about the fact that you're alone and start to ask God, what is it that you want to, to, to gain from this? What is it that you want me to gain? What is it that you want me to, to, to mature in? I've had those times of isolation. I've had those times where I've been lonely. It's not been something that I would say characterized my entire life. But I've been in these spaces of isolation. And in these spaces of isolation, I've seen the glory of God shine i've seen god take those times in order to mature me and, and you know this is kind of going into another a second part there's got to be a second part to this but the loneliness that you have man do you think it's because god can't find any godly friends for you to have you think it's because god can't find any godly women or godly men for you to have why does god have you lonely have you ever asked that man but rather than truly just waiting on God in those times, we'd rather go and say, hey, everyone, maybe I'm just going to cover up this whole God thing just so I can be friends with you. 
Maybe I'm going to dim my light a little bit just so I can be friends with you. Maybe I'm going to get into this relationship, even though I know this is not supposed to be, this is not a relationship I'm supposed to be in, just so I can have feel something. I'm telling you, man. Loneliness doesn't have to be bad. Sometimes it's out of loneliness we get the biggest blessings that we've ever seen in our lives. In those times, can't we focus on intimacy with the Father? Can't we focus on growing as a child of God? Can't we do that? Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Lord. We depend on what he gives us, not on what we think we need. And it is when we try to depend on the things that we think we need, and God is already communicating to us that we don't need those things. We rest our life and our security, our foundation, our identity, our worth on things that we're never supposed to be able to support that. Some people are in relationships right now because they're scared of being lonely. Man, ungodly relationships right now because they're scared of being lonely. Some people are in ungodly friendships right now that God has been told you to get out of that relationship, been told you to get out of that friendship because you're scared of being lonely. Enough is enough. You're listening to this episode. You didn't plan to. Or maybe you did plan to because you listen every every Monday. God is trying to tell somebody something. <sighs> let all those that have ears, let them hear. I'm done. Father God, thank you so much for this message. Thank you so much for helping us to understand that loneliness is not always bad. And Father, let us never run to try and find solace in the world and in worldly things just because we are feeling lonely. Father, let us never dim our light just to fit in with everybody else. Let our light so shine that men will see you, women will see you, and give glory to you in heaven. Father, help us to testify of your grace over our lives and your love over our lives, which is the reason why we have a relationship with you, which is the reason why the light shines in us. Not because we are more righteous based on our works than other people. Father God, help us communicate your grace to other people louder than anything. Help us to communicate the gospel to other people louder than anything, Father. I pray, oh God, that you help us, Lord Jesus, to not fall into these pits of self-pity and depression and these times when we are alone with you, Father God, but instead lift us up. Show us the light. Show us the reason why you have us here. And if there's something that you don't want to show us, Father God, let your peace that surpasses all understanding, which means we don't have to understand it. Let your peace that surpasses all understanding guard our hearts and our minds. And in this time of loneliness that many of us are in, we shall see everything and get everything that you want us to get in the mighty name of jesus christ i pray amen 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 and amen i love you guys next week monday after you know church boy confessions and all that different stuff next week monday 5 30 p.m pacific time i'll see you guys at bible study love you guys peace